Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Wow, welcome church. (laughs) Somebody turn to somebody and say, yo mama is so good looking. I don't know if that sets you up or sets you back. It's again, <laughs> what you perceive is what you receive. But no, first, seriously, we're here to lift up moms, to honor moms, to lift up the church, the, the bride of Christ. You know, this series we've entitled Yo Mama is a series on messy church. And I think that's so cool, that translation of the message version with Jesus having that discussion and knowing the hearts of the religious leaders You know, overhearing them, he said, who needs a doctor? I think we all need a doctor. Come on. And that's the title of today's message, Who Needs a Doctor? So we're in part three of this series about messy church. Part three of this series about your mama. And as we study the meaning in the midst of the mess, our theme verse has been Proverbs 14, 4 which says that the only clean stable is an empty stable. And all the mamas in the house said, amen, amen. Because if you want the work of an ox and you want to enjoy the harvest, there's going to be a mess or two to clean up. Come on. (laughs) You know what? We welcome mess. We know that church is messy and we all come in with our mess, but we want to come out better than how we came in. How many would you agree with me? Come on, you got some stuff, some mess you could leave behind today, maybe shake the dust off of you. Well, it's going to be the word that sets us free today. You know, one of the many reasons we don't like mess is because it can appear, and sometimes it is, a lack of order. And if we're not careful, we can get so caught up, we can get so religious that we miss out on all the relationships because we're too focused on the mess. Another reason we don't like mess is because we can equate it with mistake or we can equate it with differences or with dysfunction. And if anyone knows how to deal with differences and dysfunction, it's moms. Come on. If anyone knows how to, or or should be a doctor or have a PhD, it's moms, right? You know, my, my wife and I were talking about all these funny little home remedies that our moms would do on us growing up, you know, and, and then uh, we had a FaceTime call with my mom and my dad, and they were starting to share some of this crazy stuff. I'm like, Mom, why did you ever do that stuff? And as they, they shared, it was hilarious. I said, can you do me a favor? Can you just do this again, but let's hit record, you know? And I want to share this with my church. So if, it, I, if you guys don't mind a little laugh, we're going to go... <laughs> We're going to go to the screen with my mom and dad as they share some of the home remedies they had growing up. Hello, Matthew. Son, Pastor Matt. (laughs) So you asked me and dad to talk to you about home remedies and stuff like that. Well, when you grew up, everything was a home remedy. Right, hon? You say so. (laughs) I think Vicks Vapor Rub was a fam- famous uh, healer, but that's nothing homemade. Other than that, I like to use lots of spices and herbs and everything. So, oh, there's 
Wonder Oil. Oh, yeah, Wonder Oil. You can't but, even buy it anymore. But we didn't use that on our kids. Nope. But they, <clears throat> they used it on us. Yes, that's why we're so wonderful. That stuff <laughs> works for anything and everything. Yeah, it's like one of those old miracle drugs that the you can, you traveling can, you salesman can, brought to the door. You can, you can apply it to anything sore on your body. Yeah. You can even drink the stuff. <laughs> and it won't kill you. <laughs> well, it probably did kill a few people. But <laughs> apparently you can still buy it. Really? Where? I don't know. I think I saw it in Shoppers once about a year ago. But it's expensive yeah. now. Well, but we were supposed to talk about home remedies. So one of the things was for hiccups. If you have hiccups that you just can't get rid of, you got to scare the person who's got the hiccups. Or drink water upside down while yeah, you well, hang upside that down. That never works. <laughs> so well, to, it's messy. Yeah, you really have to run, at, run and scare that person so they scream and hiccups are gone. And so they scream. And hiccups are gone. And then you wanted to talk about the mustard plaster, right? Yeah, I can't remember exactly what my ailment was. I think I had like a, I don't know, was it a bronchial thing or whatever? And homemade mustard plaster. Yep. It's hot. It, yeah, it just burns right through, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it penetrates like four inches through your skin, mm -hmm. right into those organs. Yep. Well, the main thing about home remedies is instead of using a medicine, you, you tend to use herbs and uh, herbs and spices, basically. So those are the things that really work. That's why the chicken noodle soup bone broth is the best thing to keep you healthy and keep up your immune system. So you take some chicken bones with skin and meat, of course, and then you or put chicken it feet. Oh, not feet for me. Grandma Funk used to eat chicken feet, Matt. Oh. So did I. The I gizzard. So I was sucking on those toes once. I just about died. <laughs> gizzard, heart, and liver. Anyway, you put ginger, garlic, cinnamon, salt and pepper, and fresh parsley and onion. I think I got them all in the pot with the chicken bones. And you cook that. And then later it turns to jelly when it's cold. That's the perfect bone broth. Keep you healthy. That's probably good enough, eh, hon? Well, there's the home enema. Oh, I never did that. Your family was weird. We weren't all plugged up like you guys. Wow. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Uh, they watch every week from southern Manitoba. and uh, What good sports. That's, that's them. I love them. So if you wonder where I get my humor from and all my good medicine, that's where it comes from. No, for real, there's some real weird home remedies out there when it comes to being sick. My mom also shared my great-grandmother would take snow and she would melt the snow and then she would use that water and eggs to condition her hair. And yeah, she did that her whole life and she lived to be 97 years old with beautiful hair. So there you go. <laughs> There's weird things like, I don't know if anyone was taught to use marshmallows for sore throats or um, removing warts with duct tape. Anyway, I'm not recommending any of these things, but then I looked up this one. You take stinging nettle and the, the, you take the leaves and you put it into a tea and apparently that helps with hair growth. So I might just try that. <laughs> anyway. My point is we tend to criticize a lot of these methods, especially when they're messy, right? And, but what happens when the mess 
works. You know, what happens when it, when it proves itself? Will we, will we be able to give credit where credit is due? Will we be able to, to see the miracle? Or will we be too focused on the mass? And so I'd like to start with verse 9, which my beautiful wife shared in Matthew 9, verse 9 of the message. And it says, passing along, Jesus saw a man at his work collecting taxes. His name, Matt. And Jesus said, come along with me, Matthew. And Matthew stood up and Matthew followed him. You see here, Jesus sees a man in his work. And this man was willing to give up his work for following God's way. Jesus' way. And Matthew gave up all of his stuff to go after his source, which we've talked about before. And see, we believe here in this church that God is the source of all of our needs. Would you agree with me? God is the source of all of our needs. And work can be messy, but what we don't want to do is get so caught up in the mess that we miss the way. We miss the way being Jesus, and we miss the way that wants to help write our story. You with me? You see, Matt had his plans, and he had his place. But then God had his plans, and he had his way. And we like to believe that, you know, we hold the pen. And it's our story to write. And, it, and I've said that a lot. And in some ways, that is true. We do hold the pen. But that can be very limiting if you don't know that you were created on purpose for a purpose. And that you were created in the very image of God. Genesis 1.27. And although you may hold the pen, our God, our Heavenly Father, He holds your purpose. And that's my first point. I hold the pen. God holds my purpose. You know, just like a doctor will use a pen to write out prescriptions, we have a, as a church have prescriptions that help us, guide us on the mission and the great commission that God has for us, on the vision that God has for this church and Victory Churches all around. And we call them the Ten Tenets. And these are principles that guide us as God uses us to build His church. They're like prescriptions. The first one is that God is the author. See, God is the author of all. He's the author of all churches. And you might have heard us say this, Jesus over everything. Jesus over everything. Let us not forget that Jesus is the name above every other name. That Jesus is the flag that we, hi- that we hold higher. Even in our own purposes and our own plans, His prevails. His name prevails. And if we do it right, if we seek first his kingdom, then all things will be added unto us. But it's a matter of priorities. You see, authority comes from the author. And we still have some control, do we not? We have control over our emotions. We have control over our choices. And for some of us, if we don't have control over our emotions, then our emotions get out of control right? And see, God's way, it leads to life. But if, you've, if the media has taught you anything, the world's way leads to strife, but not God's way. It said there in verse uh, 10 and 11 of Matthew 9, later when Jesus was eating at Matthew's house with his close followers, a lot of disreputable characters came and joined them. Sounds like church. When the Pharisees saw him keeping this kind of company, They had a fit. And they lit into Jesus' followers. What 
kind of example is this? From your teacher, acting cozy with crooks and misfits? <laughs> I like that translation. See, it says, when the religious leaders saw Jesus keeping company, they had a fit. Here's my point. You can either throw a fit, or you can be like Jesus, and you can throw a party. You can throw a fit about the mess, or you can throw a party about the message, the Messiah. Come on. He's in it. He's in it. See, the only people that tend to throw a fit when we step out, it tends to be those with that religious spirit, is it not? See, we don't, even as a church, I'm really proud of you guys. I'm really proud of this family and this church of misfits. <laughs> I'm one of them. And I'm really proud because we focus outward. Yes, we focus inward on our heart, but we keep the main thing the main thing. And sometimes, sometimes, we get criticized. We get criticized because people always criticize that which they don't understand. We've even been told before, you know, all these people coming in and coming to know Jesus, we must be compromising. Doesn't that sound ridiculous? <laughs> right? But no, you know a tree by its fruit. And I'm proud to say we don't get challenged on our theology as much as we do on our methodology. You know, because in this family, in this house, we are willing to mess with the methods. Because we're going to reach every available person by every available means with the gospel. And if anyone knew how to mess with the methods, it was Jesus. Did he not? That's exactly what's happening in this passage right now. Jesus is messing with their methods. And that is why we have vision. And that is why we commit to the vision. Because without vision, we perish. Or without revelation, there's no restraint. And here in this house, in Victory Churches, our vision is to reach, teach, and mobilize. To reach every available person by every available means with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And to teach and to father them to become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. And to mobilize and equip them for the work of the ministry. Can you give God some praise in the house? so proud to be a part of the victory vision. Uh, last week, Pastor Charmaine challenged us with what an amazing teaching on Ruth and Naomi. I, what a great perspective. I have never heard it taught that way before. But she really challenged us, convicted us on covenant, on commitment, and how, just to fill you in, if you didn't catch last week's message, go back and watch it. But here, Naomi had lost her husband, her two sons, and so she was left with two daughters-in-law. And Ruth would not give up on her mother-in-law, even though there was nothing in it, or it appeared to be nothing in it for her at that time. You know, she was so bold, she says, don't force me to leave you. Don't force me to leave you. Where you will go, I will go. Where you live, I will live. Your people will be my people. Your God, my God. And where you die, I will die. So help me, God. Not even death is going to come between us 
Woo! That's covenant. Imagine if we had that same conviction and covenant with the bride of Christ, with the church. I'm in this, Lord. For you say that you will build your church and the gates of hell will not prevail. I'm in it. Are you in it? All right. But what happens when we find ourselves doing church, doing life, because you're the church, with a bunch of disreputable characters? Come on, crooks and misfits. Let's just say it, sinners. Guess what? I'm one of them. So are you. For we have all sinned and all fall short of the glory of God. And Jesus died for you and Jesus died for me and Jesus died for them. We're in this together. Just like when you're given that prescription from the doctor, you got to stay committed to the prescription, right? You ever had that when you're like halfway through and you're like, I'm better now. Just put the rest away for next time. But what does the doctor tell you? Finish the prescription. Because we all of a sudden become the doctor. Well, I know when I'm well and I know what I need. What's the, what does he have? Just a piece of paper. But we need to stay committed to the call. We need to follow through in the midst of the mess. And even when you feel a certain way, you need to trust in the process. You need to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in always acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. So we need to keep the main thing, the main thing. And remember who we're called to reach. Everyone. At verses 12 and 13, Jesus overhearing shot back, who needs a doctor? The healthy or the sick? Go figure out what this scripture means. I'm after mercy, not religion. I'm here to invite outsiders, not coddle insiders. Ouch. Woo. Hey, Jesus said it. (laughs) You see, Jesus is after mercy, not religion. He's here to invite us into his family, into the presence of God. And remember, somebody invited us in one day. And we are no more deserving than the other person that is out there that needs to come in here and experience God's grace and God's love and God's truth. He died for all of us. That's the difference when he says, you know, invite versus coddling. Sometimes you just got to get that little bit of, uh, you know, that little love tap, little love kick for some of us. He still loves us. That's why he doesn't coddle us, right? He doesn't want us to get trapped in our comfort. He wants us to step out in our calling. He doesn't want us to be led by our feelings, but led by our faith. So that when we faced resistance, when we faced attack, we know the anointing that is on us. And not just what we're called to, but what we're called through. We're all on the same team. We're all part of the same family. And we need to keep our eyes and focus on reaching the hurting, reaching the sick, and reaching the lost. That's our calling, to reach everyone. He came so that none would perish. That is our calling. And from my experience, a church like this that continues to put its focus outward 
and to reach the lost and to disciple people and bring them into the kingdom of God is a church that grows and thrives, not just a church that tries to survive. Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for what? The building of others. Building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. How will others know that Jesus exists? By our love for one another. And in this church and throughout all Victory Churches, our tenant number five is people over programs. People are the focus of our ministry, not programs. Programs have their place if they're in the right position. People first. People first. And you can see how the religious leaders got so caught up in their program. They missed the person. They missed Jesus. They're so caught up. They even witnessed a miracle, but they missed out on the Messiah. Let's keep the main thing the main thing. James 1.27 says that pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for the orphans and the widows that are in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. That's what true religion is. Would you stand with me? Lord, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for how it directs us and guides us, how it encourages us and lifts us up. We thank you that it affirms, Lord, that we are after you. It affirms, Lord, that we are doing the right thing. Lord, we welcome the mess. Most importantly, we welcome you, the Messiah. And Lord, help us. Like David says, search our heart, O Lord. Search our heart. If there is anything messy in here that we need to give to you this morning, today, tonight, Lord, give us the strength, the humility to lay it at your feet, to cast our cares upon you, knowing that you will renew our strength and give us eyes to see those that are also hurting, those that are in need, those that are just outside these doors. May we welcome them in to your presence and your family in Jesus' name. Takeaway is simply this. Mercy over religion and Jesus. Jesus over everything. If you're here today and I know we're hammered through this message and these messages, just so you know, are designed to leave you wanting more. More of God and more of his word. But if there's something that spoke out to you, maybe an area in your heart, maybe an area that you put up a wall in, maybe an area, a mess that you've just been trying to hide and put aside, and you need healing in that area, Jesus promises us if we confess our sins that he is just and, for, and faithful to forgive us of all of our sins. Clean slate, white as snow. And the same reason that Jesus spent time with all those crooks and other people, all those sinners, the same reason 
that he came and he died for all of us so that we could be set free. So that you could know without a shadow of a doubt that you are loved. And so that you could experience that love so that you could love others and share the message of the good news of the gospel. And Paul says in Romans 10, 9, if we believe in our hearts, that's where it starts, that God the Father raised his son from the grave and we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, that we will be saved. He came for you. He came for relationship. So I want to lead us through a prayer right now. If you prayed this prayer before, I ask you pray it again. If you've never prayed this prayer before, would you do so with your whole heart? Just repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, I know what it's like to deal with mess. I'm ready to receive the message. Would you forgive me of my sins? I believe that you chose to die for me and rose again from the grave. Would you come into my heart? Would you be Lord over my life? I thank you now that my past is past and today is a new day with you in Jesus' name. Just stay in the moment, eyes closed in the moment. Man, the presence of the Lord is heavy in this place today. If you prayed that prayer for the first time ever, I don't embarrass you or call you out. Quite opposite. Would you just give me a thumbs up and say, hey, Pastor, that's me today. Thank you. I step out today. And I receive Jesus in my heart today to deal with the mess today. If that's you, just thumbs up in the house there. Awesome. Thank you. Oh, I just want to stay in this place. And if you need to take a little extra time, we're going to continue to worship. And we're going to press in. And, and I just feel that there's, in the midst of the promise that God has given you, there's a process going on right now. It's like, it's like you took the remedy, it's, and the remedy is the revelation. Okay? The remedy is the revelation that Jesus is Lord. The remedy is the revelation that he came and he died for all your sickness and all your disease. And by your faith, you have been healed. He is the remedy. He is the redeemer. And so we're going to continue to press in. And one of the ways that we're going to do that is through baptism. There may be someone in the house that has not yet been baptized or maybe was baptized in a season and didn't really understand or baptized as a child. But this is your moment. For you are commissioned, we are commissioned as a church to make disciples. We are called to be baptized, each and every one of us. And when we go in the water in Romans, it says that we are buried with Christ. When we come up out of the water, it says that we are resurrected with Christ. And there's a promise there. There's a promise that as we walk as fully devoted followers of Christ, that sin will no longer have authority over us. Yes, you'll face it, but there'll be a different super in your natural, guaranteed. So here at College Street, we don't make it difficult. We step out of the way so God can step in. If that's you, our team is going to lift the lid out of faith right now. 
We filled a, a tank full of water, and I'll be standing there on the right. And as we worship, if that's you at any time, just come forward. It would be an honor to step in there with you. Let's worship our God. Thank you for tuning in today, and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.